Good afternoon, Patriots. It's Scott here from Woke Societies. I don't know what steroids the doctors gave to Trump, but my Lord, whatever they were, they set a fire underneath his ass. Trump went on a tweet storm last night calling for all D-class of Spygate documents and Hillary Clinton documents. This couldn't have come at a more perfect time right before the election. Also last night, Pence put on a clinic in front of the entire country on how to debate and completely shut down Kamala Harris. The media was more interested about the fly that landed on Pence's hair than they were in Kamala Harris's performance, and that should be enough to tell you who won the debate last night. We're also going to discuss updates on Epstein in the Ghislaine Maxwell case, Flynn updates, and covering all the drops from her favorite Anon. But first, let's just hear a word from our sponsor. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have Flip City Magazine. You can see them right under Underneath my camera view, right below, they are a comedy magazine made by two beautiful patriots out in California. And the best part about their product, it is PC free. You're going to get a, a, a magazine that is for you and the family and something you can put on your shelf and hold for time's sake. And something you can look back because it's a snapshot in history. It is literally Mad Magazine on steroids. And in case you guys want to see what the new issue is going to be like, which is going to be out in the middle of the month, let's take a look here. We have Ruled by Ghouls, and we have an appearance from Maury um, Hair Gory Frightfoot. We have Behold, California Governor Gavin Gruesome. And of course, the last one here, Bill Dead Bazio. And you guys can see the funny play on words, the funny humor that you're going to get with this magazine. And again, very Halloween theme for the incoming issue, which is going to be great. So Scott, how much is this magazine? Well, when you go to flipcitymag.com, it'll bring you to the website here. And you guys can always check to see the excerpts they pull here so you guys can kind of get a taste of what this magazine is also like. You can click the subscription link right here, pulls it up. And ladies and gentlemen, for a full year subscription, you get six issues. It is 30 bucks. You cannot beat that price. It's a fantastic price for something that you receive in the mail. It's a piece of art. When you get, I'm telling you, when you get in your hands, it's something otherworldly. It's very professional. It feels great in your hands, and the artwork is fantastic. So for the beautiful price of 30 bucks for six issues, you can't beat it. If you don't want that, you can get a single-issue print, which is just fine. And even better, ladies and gentlemen, they are now shipping international, so everyone in the entire world can laugh at the people that we make fun of on this channel. Can't get any better than that. So again, go to FlipCityMag.com, America's Last Laugh. Go support my sponsor and all that good stuff. And remember, you support my sponsor, you are also supporting my channel. So I appreciate it, guys. So where I want to start today, we have a lot to cover. Um, President Trump, I've said this in my previous episodes, when Trump got, got the Rona, he was going to turn this into a net positive, a huge gain. And this is exactly what is happening now. I'm going to play this video of Trump reacting to him getting the Rona and what's to follow up with that. And you guys, I'm telling you, he is a master 5D chess player. What am I talking about? Let's listen to the man respond to, the, uh, to, the, to our country today. Watch this video and I'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. Take a watch. So, to my favorite people in the world... The seniors. I'm a senior. I know you don't know that. Nobody knows that. Maybe you don't have to tell them, but I'm a senior. We are making tremendous progress with this horrible disease that was sent over by China. China will pay a big price for what they did to the world and to us. But we have medicines right now, and I call them a cure. I went into the hospital a week ago. I was very sick, and I took this medicine. And it was incredible. It was incredible. I, w I could have walked out the following day sooner. It was incredible the impact it had. 
and we're going to make that and others that are similar to it, almost identical, we're going to make them available immediately. We have an emergency use authorization that I want to get signed immediately. The FDA has moved at a level that they've never moved before. Things that would take two, three, four years are taking a matter of weeks or even sooner than that. And that's because of me. We're taking care of our seniors. You're not vulnerable, but they like to say the vulnerable, but you're the least vulnerable. But for this one thing, you are vulnerable, and so am I. But I want you to get the same care that I got. I got incredible care of Walter Reed, incredible doctors. And this medicine in particular, one medicine was unbelievable. You're going to get the same medicine. You're going to get it free, no charge. No charge. So think about this. Trump catches COVID. The world melts down. Trump beats COVID in three days. The media melts down. Trump can now relate to millions of Americans who caught COVID. And oh, by the way, now give them free drugs nobody was talking about before to help them get better. This is what a 5D master chess player looks like. Always turns a negative into a massive gain. Trump 2020, baby. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it dark to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots and now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through projects looking glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Won't society spin? You know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right, beautiful. Welcome to the YouTube Woke Society's channel slash podcast. Like, share, subscribe, comment, tell everyone we are the news now. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for everyone out there in podcast world, especially downloading my episode. You are recognized. Thank you so much. Let's jump right into the content, shall we? I'm excited today. We have a lot to talk about. So, speaking of debates, before we get into the Pence and uh, Kamala Harris, the, v- the vice president uh, debates, I want to talk about news that broke uh, this morning about the incoming uh, debate for next week that was supposed to happen uh, October 15th. Well, it doesn't look like it's going to happen where we're going to have a Trump embodied meeting in person again. And this is why. Trump says he won't participate in virtual debate with Biden. This is from the Los Angeles Times. President Trump rejected a plan Thursday to remotely debate former Vice President Joe Biden October 15th, throwing new confusion into the presidential race shortly after the commission on presidential debates announced that the event would be held virtually because of the pandemic. This is the perfect out for Joe Biden's campaign. This is exactly what this is. I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous, he said on, Fo- he said on Fox Business. Trump's campaign said he would he would hold a rally instead that night. For now, he remains he remains infectious with COVID-19 and staging a crowded public event would put others at risk since many of his supporters refuse to wear a mask or socially distance. Remember, this is the Los Angeles Times. It's no better than the New York Times. So they're going to paint and give a negative spin on any on, on Trump and any supporter of the Trump. So they throw that little knife in there uh, to making fun of uh, Trump supporters, obviously. 
And most of them, most of them in the rallies are all wearing masks. It's very easy to see. But this is the news that I woke up to this morning, that the Biden, the Biden campaign is going to, they're afraid that Trump is still going to test positive for COVID. They don't want this thing to spread. And because of this, the Biden campaign now wants to hold a virtual debate. And if it wasn't more apparent than last time, we all know that Biden had some kind of listening device, most likely. Um, what do you think is going to happen when he's insulated in some room or his basement? And he's going to have all the questions in front of him. He's going to have a teleprompter. It's going to be even easier for Biden to cheat in a debate if they hold it virtually. Trump knows this. His entire team knows this. And Trump is refusing to uh, to go along with this. Can you imagine having a Zoom debate um, being the president's, uh, <laughs> the president's impossible president of the United States debating over Zoom? It's insane. It's asinine. And I'm so happy Trump is not taking the bait on this. But you know... This is going to turn into a positive for Trump. You just saw the video of him talking about these new medicines, these new, these new, uh, these new things that are going to help people with the Rona. It's going. He's going to change this into a net positive somehow. So this to show you guys from Ed O'Keefe here on Twitter. Justin Joe Biden also will not participate in the October 15th debate, and this was the official statement from his campaign. Joe Biden was prepared to accept the CPD's proposal for a virtual town hall, but the president has refused. And this is the spin the Biden campaign's using now, as Donald Trump clearly does not want to face questions from the voters about his failures on COVID and the economy. As a result, Joe Biden will find an appropriate place to take questions from voters directly on October 15th, as he has done on several occasions in recent weeks. But remember, he won't answer questions about law enforcement, packing the courts and the Green New Deal. Remember that. But, you know, Trump's the one that's avoiding questions here. Given the president's refusal to participate October 15th, we hope the debate commission will move the Biden-Trump town hall to October 22nd so that the president is not able to evade accountability. The voters should have a chance to ask questions of both candidates directly. Every presidential candidate since 1992 has participated in such an event, and it would be a shame if Donald Trump was the first to refuse. So just to give you guys an update on this, because this is the new spin from the Joe Biden campaign that Trump is avoiding questions. He doesn't he's afraid to he's afraid to go um, to debate Joe Biden face to face. This is this is what they're trying to put out as laughable as this is tomorrow. I don't know what time it is, but Trump is going to be um, on with Rush Limbaugh on, on his radio show, taking questions from voters um, all day tomorrow. I don't know what time, uh, not all day, but he's going to be doing it for at least an hour to two hours, taking questions from voters. So we can just put that that whole entire theory, this whole entire spin of the Biden campaign to bed right now because it's an absolute joke. So that is happening tomorrow. So I want to just dive a little bit into um, what what who is deciding this? Who is the one ultimately deciding that, that we're not holding debates? We're going to do it virtually. This was the um, the commission on presidential debates. This is the one that was making the connection. But I want you guys to see because we were very aware of the moderators. We all saw the shit show that it was with Chris Wallace. This next moderator that we were supposed to have the second time was an intern for Joe Biden back in the day. And I showed pictures of him back in 2016 with this man, with Joe Biden, at some kind of uh, 2016 presidential uh, party uh, that he was at. So I want you guys to look at this. From Paul Sperry here, breaking. Execs and employees of the Cleveland Clinic, which the Commission on Presidential Debates has retained as its health security advisor determining audience size for all four debates, um, this this of this COVID, not sure what that means, but have given forty seven thousand dollars to Biden versus twenty thousand to Trump, and in twenty sixteen gave seventy nine thousand dollars to Hillary versus five thousand dollars to Trump. Do you think? Do you honestly think 
the campaign is looking, the uh, commission of presidential debates is looking out for the best interests of both candidates. Absolutely not. Trump knows the deck is stacked against him as far as optics as to who's running these things, who's going to be the moderators. It's all set up for Joe Biden to get softball questions. The entire playbook is out for everyone to see. And if you can't see it now, you got you're blind. You're absolutely blind, and I can't help you uh, much more than I can right now. But this is just to give you a little insight and background as, as to who's calling the shots here, who's determining the decisions as who's going to be these uh, moderators. It's all stacked up against Trump, and it's all to help Joe Biden um, limp out and do the best that he can. But Trump put out his uh, Twitter, his tweet out today, of course, which we're going to dive into Trump's tweets from the night before talking about D-Class because that... To me, that is the uh, main topic uh, of the week so far. But Trump put out a tweet here in regards to this entire debate debacle and this virtual thing. This is what he said. I look very much forward to debating whoever the lucky person is who stumbles across the finish line in the little watch to do nothing Democrat debates. My record is so good on the economy and all else, including debating, that perhaps I would consider more than three debates. The problem is that so the so-called commission on presidential debates is stacked with Trump haters and never Trumpers, and it certainly is. Three years ago, they were forced to publicly apologize for modulating my microphone in the first debate against Crooked Hillary. As president, the debates are up to me, and there are many options, including doing them directly and avoiding the nasty politics of this very biased commission. I will make a decision at an appropriate time, but in the meantime, the commission on presidential debates is not authorized to speak for me or Republicans. This is again, they cannot stop this man. He is a bull in a China closet. He will do what Trump is going to do. And he's going to, he's going to figure it out. If he has to, he's going to hold another rally and why not hold another rally being the the new conqueror of COVID being the leader to take our country and the rest of the world to defeat this pandemic, right? It makes perfect sense. It's probably what he's going to do. But again, it's only Thursday. We have so much time from now until next week. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But Trump is all over this. The public knows Trump has used Twitter as his, as his megaphone since he's gotten to office. And it's this is this is what we're going to be dealing with. So that's all the news on the incoming uh, debate that was supposed to happen for next week. So let's now transition to the debates that happened last night. I myself didn't watch it, but I got the general feel just watching Twitter as it was going on that Mike Pence put on a complete and total clinic on Kamala Harris and how to debate. And he shut her down multiple times. Kamala Harris the entire time was making these nasty faces that she has. Me in particular, I think she's an ugly woman. But I've seen the footage of her face. Every time Mike Mike Pence put out a word, she's putting this nasty face, shaking her head no. She got mopped up and down the floor um, with foreign policy. Uh, everything going on with COVID, her stance with the Green New Deal, and of course fracking with Pennsylvania and their their flip flop approach to jobs, especially in Pennsylvania. It was all out for the for the public to see, and all that I was seeing on Twitter was damage control and excuses and disgusting spins by the media, which we're gonna dive into as we always do on this channel, and we're gonna show you guys exactly what was happening in real time last night. But to start out, I want to start out with uh, some polls that I was seeing on Twitter. What, what were these polls? Well, after the debates, any debate, there's polls all over Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, they say, who who won the debate, right? And all these places are backed by Democrats. They're all for the left. And what happens when they, these polls go out? They can get, they completely get flip-flopped on their face. They get egg on their faces, and they get embarrassed. What am I talking about? This is what I'm talking about here. From the Gateway Pundit, 
Telemundo deletes Twitter poll following VP debate after Kamala. Kamala gets crushed by Pence 74% to 26%. So this is Telemundo here. This is a bunch of a bunch of these outlets were doing this. They put out these polls here and they didn't get the results they want. So you know what they do to do damage control because they don't want any, they don't want the public to see how they, how the public, they don't want anyone to see how the public really feels if it doesn't go in their favor. So look at this. Mike Pence had 76, Kamala 24, and later on, they deleted it. They deleted it. And, and it says right here, you can see it on the screen here, it says this tweet has been deleted. And it wasn't, it wasn't just Telemundo. It wasn't just them. We also saw it with US Today, USA Today. They put out this tweet here. Who won the vice president, presidential debate? And we see here 62% for Mike Pence and 24% for Kamala Harris. And one, and this was how many? 226,000 votes for this poll. So you guys can see, there, this wasn't just some small poll. So what happens? USA Today deletes it. They put out a new poll. And look at the new poll that they put out here. Who won the vice presidential debate? And there's only four options, and none of them have Mike Pence in it. It's Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, the pesky fly I didn't watch. And this is, again, this is what the media does and how much I cannot stand them. They are snakes. They are snakes. They twist and pull and change. They warp everything. They warp everything. And this is why I'm telling you, people, do not do not buy into any of the polls that you see on TV about Joe Biden holding this huge lead. It's all BS. It's the same thing we saw back in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. Same thing. The polls had Hillary crushing Trump, and look what happened. She lost, which she's still not over, by the way. So this is what we were seeing here, right? We're seeing all this warped, all these warped things, all these sneaky things the media is doing, but... Something that really caught my 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 eye last night was on MSNBC. Now, the whole entire spin, because Kamala Harris was so bad. You know what the media does? They pull the whole, oh, Mike Pence is a man card. The voters for Trump aren't ready to have a woman's voice. They pulled the whole, you know, misogynistic sexist card out, right? And on top of it, during the debate, there was a fly that landed on, on, on Pence's hair. It was on his hair for like two minutes. It was the talk of the debate. Minus, uh, minus Pence destroying Harris, right? So everyone's talking about this fly. Well, um, from the Daily Caller here, this is the Lincoln Project, Steve Schmidt. He's the one talking here. Listen to what how he compared the situation. Look what he calls Mike Pence here as the fly lands on his hair, and look what he compares him to. This will make you laugh, I promise. Take a watch. In Page, he broke the rules. He was blustering through the finish time on all of this stuff. And so if this was a normal debate, his behavior would have been scored very, very poorly. It would have been on the higher end of weird behavior, and, and not for nothing. I mean, I don't think it's ever a good sign when a fly lands on your head for two minutes. You know, that's a that's a sign all through history of sin and historically, biblically. Uh, maybe you wouldn't normally say this after uh, you wouldn't. It's only safe to say this, sorry, after midnight. But you know, the a fly, he who commands the fly, has always been seen historically as the mark of the devil. So- the mark of the devil. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. The Lincoln Project Steve Schmidt says the fly that landed on Mike Pence during the debate last night is a sign of his uh, is a sign historically of sin and 
the mark of the devil. This is where they were going with this. This is how extreme they were going with this last night. But I remember very specifically because I did watch some of the debates back in 2016 before I was red-pilled. I remember Hillary Clinton having flies land on her face. And just to give you an exaggerated um, look at this, this is what I tweeted out this morning. I said, good morning, Patriots. Before we start saying Pence is the devil because the fly landed on his head, let's look back at history. Ah, yes, everyone remembers this, right? Mike Pence crushed it. That is all. And remember, again, this is an exaggerated uh, gif of what actually happened. But there were there was a fly that landed on Hillary's head, and everybody was calling her the devil back then. And... You know, Mike Pence is Mike Pence. He's he's Trump's VP. I'll support him. Don't really have much else to say about him besides that. But if you want to talk about true devils, I think we can really talk about the true devil sitting on this screen right now with Hillary with flies all over her face. Let's be honest here. So it wasn't just that. It wasn't just the media saying Mike Pence is the devil because a fly landed in his hair. We're seeing a bunch of sexist rhetoric coming from the left on Twitter. So what am I talking about? Check this out. Pence dominated Kamala so thoroughly and convincingly that the media's only available tactic is to accuse him of being a sexist for debating a woman at a debate. These people are such clowns, parodies of themselves. And here we are. Pence needs to stop mansplaining. This was a word that I've I've never heard this word until last night. Pence needs to stop mansplaining, dominating, and gaslighting the women tonight. Hmm. Pence's mansplaining, interrupting, condescending, and general smearminess is at an 11 tonight. No wonder suburban women have left the Republican Party in droves. This is what we're seeing. This is what I was watching last night. I don't think VP Pence's mansplaining and over-talking is doing a lot to narrow the gender gap, unless it is also turning off more men as well. And let's see here. What's the last one? Yes, a lot of people were noticing some mansplaining going on tonight. So the word mansplaining was uh, coming up a lot, and it's just funny. You don't think this is all co- coordinated? How is all? How are all these people on Twitter all using the same words and literally twisting and turning and warping reality? People that watched it, I watched clips of it today. There was none of that. It was a debate. And who who ends when they give their two minutes? Who stops exactly at their two minutes? Nobody does. Nobody. So, of course, they're going to turn this into a sexist thing. Now, this was on CNN last night talking about because she's a woman. This is why this is why Pence treated her the way he did. This is insane. Watch this. I wonder if a woman candidate feels like she can't push as much or steamroll as much as, say, Mike Pence can for fear of seeming Mm -hmm. uh, and offending some segment of the electorate. I'm not saying it should be that way, but I'm wondering if it is that way. And the tweet reads here, are you kidding me? This is from Maggie Vandenberg. Are you kidding me? CNN already making excuses for for Kamala Harris because she's a woman? What? And the laughing emoji and clown emoji. Yes, this is exactly, exactly what we were seeing last night. This is because she was so bad This is where the media takes it. They're not even talking about what Kamala's answers were, what her responses were. They're not talking about that because she didn't give any good answers. She avoided all the the important questions about packing the courts, the Green New Deal, fracking. Didn't want to answer any of that stuff. She was absolutely abysmal. And to get this mansplaining thing out, it wasn't just on Twitter. This moron here on ABC actually said it was George Stephanopoulos that said it on air. And the woman he told it to actually disagreed with him. Take a watch. That to you, because obviously Mike Pence uh, is a former television commentator, does have a very calm demeanor. But I think a lot of people were noticing some mansplaining going on tonight. I don't know. I didn't see it that way, George. 
There was a lot of mansplaining going on, apparently. A lot of mansplaining. So where do I want to leave this off? The, the, Mike Pence did exactly what he was supposed to do. He went after Kamala. He went after Joe Biden. He was talking about policy, 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 and the COVID lockdowns. He got her on every single point from the clips that I saw. For me, it wasn't worth watching. I didn't think it was going to be that good. But apparently, um, Pence did everything he was supposed to do, and Trump's got to be happy with that. So, so to summarize this with a, a quick tweet here from Buck Sexton here, these are in quotes. He was mansplaining. VP debates don't matter. Let's remember there's sexism in our politics. Voters aren't ready for an assertive woman. Time to change the debate format. These are all the Democrat media talking points that translate to our side got crushed last night. And that is exactly what it was. We can see right through this. You're not going to see this stuff talked about on the TV. That's why you come to channels like mine to get the real news. So let's transition here. Let's transition here to the main topic today. The stuff that's got me so excited in such a good mood was the tweet, the uh, the Twitter storm that Trump put out two nights ago. And what am I talking about? This is what I'm talking about here. This is from the Gateway Pundit. In case you missed it, President Trump went on an epic tweet storm last night. Crooked Obama, Pelosi, and Deep State Prime targets. And my boy Methods here, he put out this uh, this meme here, and they grabbed it, which is great. There's Methods, my man. So. These are the tweets. So Trump went on a tweet storm. There's actually videos of, of just these tweets that people have been putting out. He goes after Chris Wallace. He says, Chris Wallace was a total joke. Protected Joe all night long. He's no Mike. And he kept going. All Russia hoax scandal information was declassified by me long ago. Unfortunately for our country, people have acted very slowly, especially since it's perhaps the biggest political crime in the history of our country. Act. New FDA rules make it more difficult for them to speed up vaccines for approval before election day just another political hit job and he's tagging steve from the fda here new fda rules that's the same one a disgraceful con artist charges anyone in regards to clinton uh, hillary clinton allegedly approved russiagate falsehood as distraction from email and he keeps going on and on he calls nancy out this he's retweeting trump's behavior was a was a brazen invitation for coronavirus infection and trump says wear your mask in the beauty parlor nancy he was not holding back. And the best tweet that I saw from him in, in this entire storm was this one right here. Trump says, can't believe these con men are not yet being prosecuted. Pathetic. Talking about, um, this was a retweet from Paul Sperry saying threats from the FBI and CIA, CIA of gray mail or the threat of revealing state secrets if cases go to trial has also been the hamstringing, the Durham investigation sources say. And the response to this was what got retweeted here. Lisa Matassa put a meme up here, and it's a meme of Chris Farley yelling at Barr here, for the love of God, arrest somebody. And this meme's been out for a long time. I've used it myself. Trump retweeted this meme. He retweeted this himself. And the best part about this is seeing Trump go on this tirade, seeing him retweet memes like this, it tells me Trump is on the same level as we are, ladies and gentlemen. He wants... He wants exactly what we want. He wants to see these people arrested. He wants to see them in handcuffs. And Trump is getting to the point where he's literally saying, I am over this. I'm sick of it. You have everything you need. Drop the damn hammer. And I know Barr says, you know, Trump's tweets make his job harder. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. And the fact that Trump retweeted the Chris Farley meme of him yelling at Barr, look at that. He retweeted this out. Millions of people saw this. He retweeted that out, and it just sends a message to everyone that's involved with this. Just, hey, let's get this done. 
Let's get it done. And Trump put out, let's see if I can find the one tweet here that he put out here. Uh, let's see. Yes, he says he wants to declassify everything. Everything. Put out a tweet in regards to Spygate and Hillary Clinton emails. Get it all out. He put out the tweet yesterday in response to this. We have a response from DNI Ratcliffe here. DNI Ratcliffe releases new batch of Spygate docs to DOJ following Trump tweet storm, urging agencies to act swiftly. And it says right here, John Ratcliffe approved the release of a new batch of Spygate documents to the Justice Department for John Durham's review, according to sources who spoke to Axios editor Jonathan Swan. These are these aren't the documents we already saw, ladies and gentlemen, of the Brennan meeting with Obama saying they knew way ahead of time that Hillary's plan to set up this entire uh, hoax with Russia and Trump was set up from her from the beginning. And Obama and Brennan, Brennan briefed Obama on this. That was the most recent D-class we've gotten. So these 1,000 documents that now are being pushed by, uh, by John Ratcliffe here to have John Durham's review before they go out, these are all new, all new, ready to come out. And it says right here, at my direction, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence has provided almost 1,000 pages of materials to the Department of Justice in response to Mr. Durham's document request, including a new batch that Justice Department lawyers are now able to view immediately. And... This is the tweet here. This is the tweet that Trump put out that set the stage, that got the storm going, that got all this ignited. I have fully authorized the total declassification of any and all documents pertaining to the single greatest political crime in American history, the Russia hoax. Likewise, the Hillary Clinton email scandal. And the best part, no redactions. And if you guys watched my last video... Ron Johnson was showing the documents that they've requested from the FBI now has given the FBI two extensions, which means the FBI needed more time to get these things together. They sent over the copy, and Ron Johnson showed us one page of their, of supposedly these D-class documents, showed it to the camera, and all of them had black lines through it. You couldn't read anything. Those are redactions. Trump is saying, get it out there, no redactions. Full transparency. And if I wasn't red-pilled, if I wasn't woke, if I didn't know any of this stuff, for me, transparency is the biggest thing for politicians because no one trusts a politician uh, for the most part on either side. Anyone that's transparent that's going to show the country exactly what's going on, I am all for it. That would be enough for me to vote for Trump if I didn't know anything else going on right now. Anything else. So this is what Trump has been calling for. And again, this was just this was just echoed here from Catherine Heritage saying, yes, 1,000 pages of materials to, to the DOJ in response to Mr. Durham's document request as the president has made clear, we must be appropriately transparent with the American people, which tells me, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to find out everything in the entire country and the entire world is going to know the true story. This isn't going to come from a book. This is going to come directly from the evidence that Durham is looking at and we're going to get as well. Does this come before the election? Most likely we're October 8th and Trump is calling for it now. He wants it out now, rightfully so. Rightfully so. So just another tweet here from Catherine Heritage talking about the pressure they've been putting on these agencies. Hashtag Durham. Chuck Rashley and Senator Ron Johnson to the CIA Director Haspel, who we've talked about in the last two episodes, saying we are becoming increasingly disappointed by the CIA's continued inability to timely respond to our legitimate oversight request, Russia Records. This cannot continue. 
the American people has a right to know about the rampant mistakes and biased decisions that undermine a peaceful transition of power reached out for a CIA comment. Note, page two, crossfire hurricane fusion cell. A fusion cell is typically an interagency agency team, in this case tasked to investigate Trump and Russia, which is referencing Brennan's private team that he put together specifically on this entire hoax. Set up by him privately, there was interagency between CIA and FBI um, efforts going into this. this. This was part of the coup, ladies and gentlemen. This was all part of it, and this is what they want to get out. And it's not just it's not just Spygate. It's not just Hillary emails. Those two are big things. Are huge. Are huge alone. What needs to come out right now is the stuff about the Bidens and Hunter. And from the Federalist here, they are seeing here the FBI is also stonewalling congressional oversight on Hunter Biden. And we don't have to dive into this article because we know exactly why. When this stuff comes out, it's going to implicate Joe Biden because we, there is there's video evidence. It's been played here on the show. Joe Biden has been saying that he he didn't question his son because it's his son. He trusts his son. He had no idea any of the stuff was going on in Ukraine. He didn't think anything was sketchy about it. It's all BS. He's lying. He knows exactly what was going on. And if Hunter gets exposed, that means Biden, Joe Biden gets exposed. And he's running for president right now. And this is why it's so important that Trump gets reelected because if he doesn't, Joe Biden gets in all this stuff. Joe Biden is the deep state's insurance policy right now. That's what this boils down to. Joe Biden wins all this stuff gets brushed underneath the rug. And this is exactly what Andrew McCabe's waiting for, Comey's waiting for, even maybe Gina Haspel, the director of the CIA right now, is waiting for because even Ray, what's in these documents that they are waiting, that they are stonewalling uh, Congress about? If there's nothing to hide, if you aren't implicated, why are you doing this? Either someone's got something on you or there's stuff in there that's going to ruin your career or even get you arrested or both. So this is what we're saying here. Let's see what happens, right? Let's see what happens. Very good. So let's transition here to, I want to talk about Flynn just for a minute, and then we're going to get in um, an Epstein update, and then we're going to get into the drops. So Technofog here put out a new, um, just some of the new notes here that were in, in the Flynn case in, in regards to the Logan Act. It says DOJ produces new Flynn evidence, notes FBI OGC lawyer notes in regards to the Logan Act, no reasonable prosecutor would proceed. Flynn call with Kislyak, similar to other transition teams, first time to use Logan Act thread. And these are the actual notes. Um, I don't know who wrote these notes in particular. This could have been, okay. So this is from the FBI lawyer, James Baker. How do you assess 1001 false statements when you wouldn't prosecute the underlying crime? Big concession that this wouldn't, that this wasn't about the broader crossfire hurricane investigation. And it goes into more of the notes here saying assessment of whether Flynn is in a covert relationship with Russia. The answer to this, they actually wrote this. No, probably not based on facts to date and the interview. Again, more evidence saying that the FBI knew exactly. They knew he was he everything Flynn did was completely by the book. and He was doing his job. And they literally wrote no reasonable prosecutor would proceed with this. But yet they did. Yet they did. And the Flynn call at Kislyak was very similar to other transition teams from past incoming um, presidents and their and their team, their transition teams. This would be the first time to use the Logan Act. So many unprecedented things were done to Flynn and Trump um, and this tra- peace, supposedly peaceful transition of power. So many unprecedented things were happened. So why is that? We all know why. This was a deep state hit job 
on Trump and Flynn to tarnish him, all planned by Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration. Knew about it. They went in on it. And this is why they deserve to go to jail for treason. It's really that simple, ladies and gentlemen. Really that simple. And the last update for Flynn here. Breaking General Flynn legal team. This is from Sydney Powell. She is a bulldog. Has moved to disqualify Judge Sullivan from the case, asking him to recuse himself based on demonstrated contempt and disdain towards Flynn. The appearance of bias here is terrifying and mandates disqualification. And Sydney Powell told Sullivan she, he was going to do this. And, and, and Sullivan got a little attitude and said, you, go ahead. Go ahead. You have go ahead and file it. Let's see what happens. She did. She filed it, and she's calling for the to, for the uh, dismissal and to disqualify and to disqualify without prejudice. And all that means is they can't go after Flynn on a new trial if, if Sullivan gets disqualified. This is to put the 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 case and Judge Sullivan completely gone. Let him go. This is this is the end of this case. That's what was pretty much sent into Sullivan. So we're going to have to see what happens because we know Sullivan's main objective is to carry this out past the election because, in my opinion, they do not want General Flynn on the campaign trail with Trump because that would look really bad for optics. The man being the center, General Flynn being the center of this Russia hoax and the origins of it, and now this man is set free? Not a good look. And this is exactly what Sullivan's trying to do. They're going to try to pump this. So maybe a miracle? Flynn's freed before the election. Let's see what happens, shall we? And last thing before the drops here, want to cover this document. We talked about this on Methods of Madness yesterday. I want to bring this up just real quick. This is in regards to Ghislaine Maxwell's case and Epstein's case. This was a court order from, uh, this is, you're going to see in a minute who uh, wrote this up. This is a document pretty much asking for uh, pictures and other evidence to not be shown to the public in regards to the cases and the victims of Ghislaine Maxwell. And they're asking for a delay in releasing of these documents. There's a lot of uh, lot of uh, law lingo here that I don't want to read, that I don't understand necessarily. But the most important part that I want to show you guys is who signed this order of all people. And we talked about this in just the past episodes. Why are the Comeys wrapped up so much in these cases? And what am I talking about? Look who signed it right here. Maureen Comey. That is the daughter of James Comey, who we know is tied up with the Clintons to the hip. And of all the cases, and Maureen's only been doing this for three years, they she gets the biggest case to hit the Southern District of New York, and she's the one overseeing it. And Maureen Comey here is now stonewalling and throwing monkey wrenches in this case for Glenn Maxwell. This, the, ladies and gentlemen, these ties go deep. The fam, this is James Comey's daughter wrapped up in this. And Jane and Maureen Comey, her husband, is also overlooking parts of the Glenn Maxwell case. You cannot make this stuff up. Thanksgiving dinner is going to be really interesting for the Comeys if if uh, James isn't arrested by then. Really interesting. You don't think this is a conflict of interest? Let's be real, ladies and gentlemen. Disgusting. So, as far as that, more, uh, Glenn Maxwell's case is uh, next summer, I believe. It's scheduled for July which is why the hell is that case scheduled out for so long? Sounds corrupt to me. Sounds like it's giving uh, en- enough bad people to do to do as much damage and damage control as they can before that date comes. And we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens. But just wanted to draw that connection that Maureen Comey has her hands tied up in all this, which draws obvious questions as to why the Comeys are so wrapped up in this is it involving the Clintons and their relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein. Most likely so. Let's get into the Q drop, shall we?
I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read the drops. I will not show some of the stuff on the screen for obvious reasons. So 48, we're going to start with 4818. It says threats, bribes, and blackmail being deployed at unseen levels. Dirty laundry, blackmail controls DC. Why are they protected? Threats, bribes, and blackmail or sharing of like beliefs, dark secrets. Let's see what happens. I've been saying that, not not on purpose. I just like to say, let's see what happens. Trump has been saying this this quote, let's see what happens as rallies. So again, our favorite Anon is just talking about um, blackmail. Blackmail being used in D.C. Blackmail is being used on Epstein Island. Blackmail seems the way to go for uh, the way of control of all these people saying, so our favorite Anon saying, hey, dark secrets. Let's see if any of this gets exposed. 4819, how many people in D.C. does Clinton have dirt on? How many people in D.C. does Clinton have had on payroll? Dark secrets. Makes perfect sense what we just found out about the Comeys. She's definitely got to have something on them for for to have any kind of connection with her daughter overseeing the Epstein case now. And it's probably way more, way more than the Comeys. They call it the Clinton crime machine for a reason. There is definitely more connections. And the next and the next drop even says 4820, very quick. The Clinton Foundation, White House for sale. Very interesting. 4821 says, what happens if Biden became POTUS knowing he through Hunter plus two took massive amounts of bribes to change? Look the other way. Us U.S. policy towards China in favor of China. Would China own and control the White House? A very easy question. Of course, if Biden gets into the White House, he's already been blackmailed before. He's been used as a puppet before for money. His son also has been used as a puppet for money. Who else better that China would want in the White House than Joe Biden? Because then their policies become our policies, infiltration instead of invasion. 4822. What happens if Biden became POTUS knowing he, through Hunter Plus One, took massive amounts of bribes to change? Look the other way. So it's just saying plus one, plus two. Nothing much there. 4823. Only the illusion of democracy. Only the illusion of for the people. For the first time in a long time, our POTUS stands with and for the people. All assets deployed. Pretty simple, straightforward drop here. Now, the next one. The next one here is a link here to Trump's video, which I'm going to play here in just a moment. It says 4824. It says combat tactics, Mr. Ryan, which is a quote from uh, the movie, which I'm going to have in just a moment here. Can't remember the uh, Red October. Was it Red October? Can't remember the name of it. But either way, the link here that Trump that the that Q team linked here, a message from the president is a almost a five minute video. But this is basically along the lines of the video that I showed in the beginning of the episode. Trump talking about his experience with with the Rona and what he's going to do for the people that have suffered and the drugs that he wants to get out now. Quick watch. It wasn't therapeutic. It just made me better. Okay, I call that a cure. So I want to get these things done. So. We have to get them done. We have to get them approved. I want to get them to the hospitals where people are feeling badly. It's much more important to me than the vaccine. But on the vaccines, we have many companies that are in final stages for the vaccines. Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, all great companies, but many of them. And we're going to have a great vaccine very, very shortly. I think we should have it before the election. But frankly, the politics gets involved, and that's okay. They want to play their games. It's going to be right after the election. But we did it, nobody else. Nobody else would have been able to do it. The FDA has acted as quickly as they've ever acted in history. There's never been a time, and no president's ever pushed him like I pushed him either, to be honest with you. But the FDA is approving things in a matter of weeks that used to take a matter of years. So we have these drugs, Eli Lilly and 
the others that are so good, but they are, in my opinion, remember this, they're going to say that they're uh, therapeutic, and I guess they are therapeutic. Some people don't know how to define therapeutic. I view it different. It's a cure. For me, I walked in, I didn't feel good. A short 24 hours later, I was feeling great. I wanted to get out of the hospital. And that's what I want for everybody. I want everybody to be given the same treatment as your president. And that's the boom right there. That's the boom. This is, again, Trump turning a negative situation into a positive gain. He can now say, I went through this virus and I'm going to get these drugs for you. I want to get the same treatment that I got for myself. A man that cares about the people wants to give the people the same treatment that he got. You can't get much better than this. You can't get much better than this. This is going to get him a lot of voters that would normally not vote for him because the Rona has humanized the president. And it's been great to see this play out in real time. So let's continue here. Now, it says, Combat Tactics, Mr. Ryan. It was a quote here in the video. My boy Methods found the clip here from the from the movie. Um, just talking about this. Just, just going to play a 30-second clip here. Watch this. Four, three, two, torpedo impact. torpedo the captain closed the distance before it could arm itself and that's a big boom as well again these are just pointing out movie references to show the comparison of what the situation was the rona were the deep state missiles trump has turned the submarine into those missiles before they can arm and blow him up and he came out as the victor and survived it this is what we're talking about here ladies and gentlemen this is what our favorite anon is referencing to 4825 this executive order shall remain in effect until November 3rd, 2020. Was this ever about the virus? This is again going into Cuomo, our beautiful mayor over here, our governor over here, Cuomo, who's pissed off the acidic Jews more than, more than ever, um, referencing, our, our Q team here is referencing the executive order that was put out. And one thing I want to put out here, I noticed this when this came out um, in March. This executive order shall remain in effect until November 3rd, 2020. Was this ever about the virus? No, it was not, ladies and gentlemen. And to give you a little reference here into Cuomo here with his nipple rings, because I cannot stand Cuomo. Look at that man. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There he is. There he is. Beautiful, isn't he? <laughs> it's just really great. Really, really great. And the last thing I want to talk about here as far as the drops, um, the 4832 just mentioned shadow president, shadow government, information warfare, irregular warfare, color revolution, insurgency. So there's Q team is still saying there's an insurgency happening and we're going to have to deal with it as it comes. But until then, we're going to hold down the forts and hold the line like we always do. And to end off on a good note, want to talk about one thing that Trump has said yesterday that a lot of people aren't talking about, the media is not talking about. Trump says remaining troops should be home from Afghanistan by Christmas. Trump, again, following through on his promises to bring the troops home because we need all the troops we're going to need here in our country because we have, I believe, we have more domestic enemies now more than ever than we do than we have before. Trump's bringing the troops home. 
which is fantastic. So thank you guys for listening to the episode today. Go to the YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe, comment, tell everyone we are the news now. Share this episode, share, 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 because YouTube certainly isn't doing it. If you guys want to become a diehard fan of the show, check out my Patreon. You guys can donate a dollar, two dollars, five, fifteen, twenty-five, whatever you guys want to do. It gets you an extra private live stream out of me every week that I do on Mondays. Might be doing Fridays very soon. So you guys might be getting two live streams that are completely private. You guys are the only ones that can see it. I have 125 patrons now and it's building up quick. People are loving it. I'm getting great feedback. It's a great time. And you guys can sit in the chat room with me and we can talk about anything. You can ask me any questions you want. Totally different than what I do on Tuesdays uh, with the public. So go check it out. And of course, check out the merch shop that has all my merchandise here. And because it's getting cold, ladies and gentlemen, look at the hoodies that I got. Beautiful defund the hoodies, uh, defund the media hoodies, t-shirts, cups, hats, all merchandise made by two local shops here in New York by my brother and our other buddy here that makes the shirts here. So glassware, you're going to have everything. It makes a perfect gift for somebody. Whatever you want to do for yourself, for your family, friends, I have it all here. I guarantee you will find something you will like. So that is the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining. And as I always say, you guys will see me on Saturday with my next recorded episode. So there's a lot of stuff that could happen until then. So stay safe, stay warm, and stay woke.